You can hear me? That's it right there. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's the one. Good. So what'd you do this weekend? Dude, absolutely nothing, man. So I pretty much sat at home, played a bunch of games. Had a turkey sandwich. That was the extent of my turkey for Thanksgiving. Nice <laughs> turkey and cheese sandwich <laughs> I that I have every day. Turkey for Thanksgiving. What'd you do? What'd you have? Uh, we did a, a standing rib roast. What do you mean a standing? What's a Prime standing rib? rib roast? Yeah, but what, do you, what is the standing part? The standing is it still has the bones, so they stand up. Huh. Can't say that I've ever seen one. You've had prime rib before, right? I've had prime rib, yeah. I just I don't know that I've ever seen a standing prime rib. Does it look like it's like an animal's on its back and its rib cage is facing up? Um, no. Like an animal carcass upside down? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you... I'm going to put a picture up here. There, standing rib roast. Uh, yeah, it looks delicious. Would you put that in the cooker, just the oven? Yeah, I roasted in the oven about two hours. Oh, it looks good. It's better than a turkey for sure. It sure is. That, yeah, that, that, that's... Yeah, look, yeah, it's like an animal carcass with those fucking bones hanging out. This picture in the middle. <laughs> Hello and welcome to yet another week. It is me, Ryan David. I'm along with just Mike. Hey, Mike. What's going on, Ryan? Hey, you sound amazing. It's, it, you know, it really is incredible when you select the right goddamn microphone for our recordings. It's funny how that works. Yeah, last week you were a little under the weather. Not only that, but we were listening to you through your webcam microphone. Not a tech nerd is, is Mike. I guess that that's my end that's of the fair. bargain with this one. I won't dispute it. H how's your week been, Mike? You you feeling a little better? Uh yeah. I can't. Uh, I don't recover from alcohol as quickly as I used to. That's for sure. It's... I feel like I have a cold for like the next three days. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I stayed at home by myself, me and my puppy. Now you know that. You are going to be getting some shit the next time you come over. So when you come over this week, um, the wife is, is definitely going to be giving you some shit. Just just preparing it. Uh, we've got a sandwich made and a uh, big old shit sandwich. You were going to get it yesterday or the day before, whenever the hell we were going to do something, but it didn't work out. Um just just giving you the heads up. You've got the wrath of the wife. See, you don't need a wife. Mine mine will give you shit for once every two weeks. <laughs> once every two weeks, whether you I can need deal it with or that. not. I could deal with that. Michael turned down a delicious, delicious non traditional Thanksgiving dinner. We had we had a standing rib roast. And uh we were talking off the air just before we started here and well. I had to show Mike a picture of a standing rib roast because he had yeah, no Yeah, if you would have sent me that pic, maybe when you were inviting me, I would have, you know, made the trip. It was it was delicious. Well, you do have you do have a journey, and before I would at least get out, but now you know, I've got the wife, which is like an anchor on a chain. I've got the the child, which is like remember the cartoons where there was the giant cannonball on a chain for the prisoners. Yeah. Is that how yeah. you feel? Yeah, that's that's how I feel about the little dude. I love him, but 
exactly. I, I am anchored to the house. When uh, COVID mania was running wild, brother, uh, she couldn't stand the fact that uh, the uni just shut down, man. I was I was in my basement in my office for two years, and it drove her insane. Well, now you're back at school, though, this week, right? This uh, week, because you started last Friday, or was that even the Friday before? The Friday before, talking. I had a partial yeah. week last week. Didn't do anything. It was just blow-off classes. Uh, there's no classes scheduled for Monday, so my classes resume on Tuesday of this week, which is kind of irrelevant because this episode will drop on Wednesday, as all episodes of Nerd Cognito drop on, on Wednesday evenings. Yeah, I... I I'm really looking forward to the extended holiday break in December. Burned out a little bit with being back, you know, in a building. <laughs> I miss being in my basement. Hmm. See, I uh, I would love to at least have a partial week in the office and maybe well, a partial you, week at home. You effectively have partial weeks in the office. I mean, you're still working from home. Yeah, so I don't have weeks in the office because um, my office is in North Carolina. Well, so, so that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, well, no, I'm saying I wish I had like partial weeks, like two or three days in the office, two or three days at home every week. That's what I wish I had. What if First you were to being like, at home. rent some shit studio apartment down there and make a deal like, hey, I'll be down for 10 days, I'll be up for 10 days. Do you think I don't want to? Yeah, I don't want to do that, though. Oh, well. I don't want to try. Like, that's, it's, the drive is seven hours or whatever I was going to say seven, is. seven and a half hours. Right. The drive is that. If I, like, it's not. If I'm going to be there, I just want to be there. I like to be close. I don't like to have to go back and forth. Like, even now, I have to try to plan a trip there, I think, in the middle of December. And I'm trying to link that up with a trip that I have to go to my parents for Christmas. And it's just their opposite directions. It's just painful. Yeah, and there's no real good way to ping pong that on a flight either if you didn't want to drive it. I'm just trying to map well, it out in my brain. Yeah, but you talk about that ball and chain. My ball and chain is this little fucking dog I have. Oh, yeah. That's my ball and chain. Uh, all you need to do is get some resumes out so that you don't have a house to sell. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my. My ex-wife just lost her job, man. I just saw her on Facebook looking for a job, which is pretty As in crazy. laid off? That's very odd. Yeah. yeah, like I think they, I don't know if they downsized. I didn't, I haven't spoken to her, um, so I don't know what the situation is. But yeah, I think it was a surprise to her. I don't know what their severance or anything's like. I have no idea, but I know she's like, everyone was like, oh my God, like all the responses. So I'll have to reach out to her and see what happened, but. Yeah, I would hope that she's got a decent severance. And, you know, in my opinion, the market now is is, is should be in easy. her favor. Yeah, it should yeah. be really easy. So Yeah. 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 Well, that sucks. Yeah. Way to way to bring a downer on, on the on the week. This week we're gonna talk about a couple of things. Um Big online to do in the tabletop gaming groups. We're talking board games. We're talking Dungeons and Dragons. We're talking anything that's on a tabletop with a group of stinky nerds around it. 
gatekeeping once again came up. And I, I'm in favor of some limited gatekeeping. And we'll talk about why later. Uh, also, uh, sort of dovetailing with the, the gatekeeping, again, just generic to the tabletop world, children at your gaming table. We'll talk about that on the flip side of the news. Of course, we also have the news lined up and whatever the hell else we come up with. So, uh, pretty interesting week. No board games, although I'm sure we'll talk about something. You're still playing uh, Tower of Time, right? No, I actually finished it this week. Oh, you did beat it 100%, huh? I didn't get all the achievements and things like that, but 100% beaten. 100%. And I'll tell you what, man, that... That game has a great story. It's very linear, that game. You just kind of go through it, but the story's awesome. I'm doing the pick-up-the-pieces games that I've missed over the last three or four years, uh, and even more with The Witcher 3, and uh, I did. I know you tried to dissuade me. You said if I wanted to play it on Xbox, you would give me your copy, uh, but I did break down and buy Red Dead 2. And I'm having a good time being a motherfucking cowboy. Yeah. So how many hours do you have in it? Oh, right now I would guess about 25 hours. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. You, I don't know. I take for granted how much you're able to game. Because you literally just bought that game two days ago, I think. You got 25 hours in it. Holy shit. And I'll, I mean... I played that game for a bit at the beginning, but I got tired of just riding my horse all around. Like, I don't know. It got frustrating for me, but people love the game. People still play it even after they've beaten it a hundred times, so maybe that'll be you. But I don't know how you play two open-world games at one time. I can't do uh, that. It's very difficult, and I'm really having some, uh, some separation issues, and there's a lot of similarities between the two. Uh, Red Dead's kind of a little more refined, I guess, but... What's the other one? You're saying it's similar to which other? Witcher 3. I mean, either way, I'm this badass riding around on a horse. But, um, yeah, no, I uh, just banged my first babe in The Witcher 3. Mm -hmm. uh, That's always exciting. Full frontal in a video game. That's got to be worth something. I agree. I love it. I love it when my uh, my characters uh, get laid. Although, it it was a little weird um, watching that cutscene. You know, it's still a video game character. It's, well, it's, it's, it's Yeah, it's weird it's when you're even... like, holy shit, I'm getting a hard on. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break. My medicine prevents that. Uh, <laughs> uh, now, now it's, it's weird because you're like, yeah, you know... In my brain, you know, we sort of adopt the characters that we're playing, but uh, not getting the hard on because it is a 3D rendered character on screen, and it still very much looks like a video game. But I know that there are some guys that dig that a lot. There's a whole fan art segment that just can't get enough of it, but uh, after that first one, eh, Maybe have lost its appeal. And honestly, if I didn't know that that's where it was going, if I were playing it, I guess as me, I would have been like, "No, fuck you. I, I, we're not doing this." Because um, absolutely no appeal to the character which Geralt banged. 
So oh, I, I try uh, to bang them all. Bang well, them all. Of, of course. I mean, um, Mass Effect, I try to bang them all. I think you were only allowed to bang one of them. And I always ended up with the blue chick, the alien chick, because she was the easiest one to bang. I repeatedly ended up with, uh, oh, what's her name? Because that's on my list, Mass Effect, the, the remake, the re-release. Uh, the chick with the mask, the, the, the breather Darth Vader chick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you were able to bang her? I always got the blue chick, and I, I kind of like the blue chick, but I could never get the uh, the fighter, the white fighter chick. I could never get her, convince her to, to have sex with me. And you can get the one dude, too, right? I, I never went that route. I always stayed away from that. But, yes, there was always a dude hitting on you. <laughs> He's like, hey. Uh, he always had to turn down his advance. He's like, hey, man, don't make it weird. <laughs> uh, well, you know, we're going to get more uh, homophobe hate mail now. And if you enjoy banging dude aliens, yeah, good it's on there you. for you. You'd... There's an option for you to do it. It's just not for me. You do you, boo. Yeah, so I, I banged the first broad in, in The Witcher 3. Are you allowed to say broad anymore? I don't I know. I think so. We're just it. bullshitting. Yes. I mean, yeah. I must be feeling guilty about calling her a broad. She was a sorceress. But uh, as far as Witcher sorceresses go, not a 10. Not a 10. Hmm. I'm sure you'll find more. I'm sure I will. In fact, I'm already on the already on the hunt, looking for another. No, I put it on the back burner because uh, motherfucking cowboy. That's that's what yeah, it is. I don't know how you do it. I dig it, man. I'm really no. I don't know really how you play it. two of them. I I, I can't. What's going know. to I happen is the Witcher is going to fall to the wayside, and I can see it now, and I can predict it now. So as much as I was like last week, oh, I'm going to finish The Witcher. Uh, no, I'm probably going to be probably going to be riding around the Wild West. I and it's it's a nice change of pace too, as far as setting. It's not sci-fi. It's not high fantasy. Yeah, it's something that that's just appealing, and you know, motherfucker. Did you go out in the uh, snow mountain and get your special horse yet? Probably no, not. I did not. I have a pretty good horse. Um, yeah, but you got to get the, I, the main horse, and you got to like hunt for him up there. It's a pain in the ass. Is, I is it an Arabian? I believe. Uh, sounds right. It's the best horse that you can get somewhere in the snow snow mountains. You have to go find him, and sometimes he's not there. I've spent entirely too much time hunting. That's the best part of the game. That's the only part I liked of that game was hunting. Everything else is like, ah, yeah, okay. And I just did a story mission that got me a whole fuck ton of bounty, uh, breaking the dude out of jail. I think that's early enough in the game that I can I can talk about it. But uh, yeah, you could talk about anything in that game, dude. That game is, <laughs> people have destroyed it every way. People are still playing it, just having fun, like hanging uh, ten people in a row and doing all this weird shit. Well, there's a main it. story arc where one of your gang members is incarcerated and you have to bust them out. And, of course, in busting them out, you massacre half of a town. I've got, like, $300 worth of bounty. <laughs> and uh, I've just been picking off random wagons in the countryside as I'm hunting and taking them to the wagon fence until I can pay off that bounty. 
Well, is there any way to just get your bounty reduced without paying it? No. The solution to murder is more murder. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I could never. I don't know how many hours I had into that game. It wasn't a ton. I couldn't get into it. Did a lot of hunting. Did a lot of bounty hunting uh, as far as bringing in the other people. Just did a favor for my hot ex-wife in the game. Mm-hmm. And brought her cousin in. I'm, I'm not... I'm, Storyline-wise, I'm still dipping the toes, so to speak. I think it was 25%. So, look at that. About an hour a percent. That's not too bad, Mike. I don't know how you do it. That's that's a whole lot of gaming in two days. Maybe um, three days. What was it? Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays? I guess, yeah. Whatever it was. Um, how far did you make it into that Mutant Year Zero game? Oh, you said I it was really hard. Hours. Uh, it was. It was more difficult than I expected it to be, and I didn't like the mechanic of switching back and forth from real time to turn based. That always mm. messed me up. So uh, I sort of shelved it. Mm. I I wanted to like it a lot, and I didn't like it as much as I did. I think it it just switches off to real time when you finish the fight. Yeah, but your positioning matters for the start of the fight. and mm -hmm. well, Yeah, the whole point of the game is like doing an ambush. Like you get to set your guys up before you start the fight. Just, I didn't feel it. It, it wasn't yeah. for me. Eh, I'm having fun with it so far. But speaking of turn-based stuff, I know one that you abandoned that I, I liked was Empire of Sin. They just dropped a shit ton of content on Empire of Sin. Yeah, if I, uh, I'll have to look to see if it's still on Xbox Live. Let's see here. A colossal is, content it. drop for Prohibition era, era strategy game Empire of Sin is available now. I haven't launched it yet, but um, apparently there are a lot of content issues. I'm being too completionist with that game, and I'm trying to take over block by block by block by block by block. And I think the game really wants you to spread out a little bit. But, uh, no, I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, again, I couldn't play it on an Xbox. I would need a mouse and keyboard for that game. I agree. That game's, that game's built for mouse and keyboard. I agree with that. Because that one, you got to just kind of cycle through the map and, and look at things and observe. It's so much easier to do a mouse and keyboard. Right, but. and the part that I like the least of that is also the, the real-time movement of walking around the blocks. I just want to click on the, the building and boom be there this is what it looked like in game i've got so many games that i need to play this game and was so awesome little back time. in the day no you, well, you say you got plenty of time it's sad uh, no let's let's be real i've got no time we're running into crunch time the the business is at its peak right now with the holidays no time no time for gaming plus i'm motherfucking cowboy yeah, yeah. What's the point? Once you get into that, you're not going to play anything else for a while, I would imagine. That's probably true. That'll probably carry me at least through, I would say, mid-January, maybe longer. I bought I bought four games for this Black Friday sale. I think I paid like fifty bucks for four games. I bought that Mutant Year Zero. I bought uh, Mordime. City of the Damned. Yes. Yeah. That was like five bucks or something like that. I bought um, very good board game adaptation, I might say. Wasteland three and 
and then uh, like some dungeon game. Like you, uh, I don't even know. I haven't really played with it. But I think I'm going to stick with uh, Mutant Year Zero before I check out the other ones. Uh, you'll you'll have to let me know. I I, well, I don't know how far did you make ship. it. I don't even remember. It was probably two, three years ago. Okay. Because uh, I have four characters now. You're only able to use three, so you have to like have one on the bench. So I, I'm like, I don't know. I got it at launch because I was very excited for something to scratch that XCOM itch. And it did not do it for me. I think so far it's so much easier than XCOM. Because in this one, you never get engaged in a fight that you're not ready for. Like You always can position your guys before you start the fight. Where XCOM, it was like, oh shit. I just accidentally ran into somebody, and now I got to fight. I've been playing a little bit of um, the XCOM 2.5 Chimera Squad game. Yeah, I saw that. Which, but... which uh, is is definitely doing it for me. And again, um, I remember ditching Mutant Year Zero and being so happy when Chimera Squad came out because. It's just much more, I guess, my type of turn-based game. So you definitely keep us posted. Let us know what's Is going on. Is that how you say here. it? Chimera? I've always called it Chimera, but maybe I've, I've been saying it wrong forever. I believe the correct pronunciation is Chimera. I said Chimera through most of my life until a few years ago. And I realized that it is very likely that I'm saying it wrong. Of course, I also said cobbled instead of kobolds. So, um, whatever. 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 I mean, it's were... a made-up word, I guess. I don't know if a chimera actually exists, so. Well, it's a mythical beast, right? Yeah. But no, yeah. I, I believe that at least ever since I had my epiphany, I've made a concerted effort to say chimera okay yeah we'll, we'll call them chimeras for you thank you i'm very scattered tonight i'm sorry i'm trying to think about you know the the main topics that we're looking at tonight the first being gatekeeping because this is something that's um going to be pretty relevant for us as we we talked about couple episodes back i'd really like to pick up one or two more regular players for our tabletop role-playing dungeons and dragons game and okay. along with that comes gatekeeping now now what are your thoughts on this it, it's a very very sensitive and polarizing topic in the hobby uh, I don't see a lot of people that have a lot of middle ground for it. There is either a open the floodgates, let all of the unwashed masses in, because the more exposure that the hobby gets, the better it is for the hobby. That's one side of the argument. The other side of the argument is we need to protect the hobby and keep it as a niche hobby. Otherwise, it's going to get watered down and oversaturated. So the, the, those are the two positions that I see. I am firmly in the lighter side of the let's keep the flow limited into the hobby. 
which some people believe is counterproductive, but I've seen going back probably from Dungeons and Dragons 3.0, a huge player increase. I mean, think about it. When you and I were in middle school, high school, how many hot chicks did you tell that you played Dungeons and Dragons? That's right. Zero. I kept that Zero. under wraps. Absolutely under wraps. I, I had up till I'm not even you're saying, you know, in high school, middle school. I mean, when I was working after college, you remember, remember that what that one gathering I had at my house? Like we had like a yes. huge gathering at my house. Like half of my friends all they wanted to do was make fun of me for playing D and D and they wanted to interview all my D and D buddies, like they were joking around. Like that's the shit that I still get from that group of friends. Still, to this day. And that was a massive party, by the way. It was, oh yeah, those are those crazy. are the good old days. Yeah, those are the good old days of working for a public accounting firm at an early age, and just everyone being your age. Oh, I hear that. That was also two ex-wives ago, and I uh, have tried to block out a lot of of that time period from my memory. So. Yep. 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 But, okay, but let's get back to the topic here. I mean, is there a specific thing, or you're just saying in general? Well, I think that in general, there are too many people specifically entering the tabletop gaming hobby, and they're not necessarily the quality individuals that will allow the hobby to sustain for a long term. This is not going to be a popular opinion. I, I can see OK Boomer showing up in text messages on the uh, Nerd Cognito hotline, which, by the way, we always, always, always welcome your opinion. Sound off. Let us know what you think. Call, text, leave us a voicemail. 323-694-4242. Remember, the call and messaging rates may apply. Check your carrier for details. Also, remember to tell us who you are so that if we want to get in touch with you or invite you on the show, we have a way to do it. And by leaving us a message or a text, you give express consent for us to use your message on an upcoming episode of Nerd Cognito or an affiliated podcast. 323-694-4242. Give us your thoughts. Now, I, I'm opening myself up here to be called all sorts of names, to get the OK Boomer, which is not even accurate. I mean, I'm not even close. My parents are boomers. But I really think that without the dedicated core fans, the U's and I's, Mike's, that kept this hobby alive when it was undercover, so to speak, there would not be the opportunity for these people to come in. And unfortunately, the world that we live in is a very, very vocal world. And there are a lot of people that have louder voices than is merited. And I point to things that have happened uh, specifically, if we want to stick with the big guys, Dungeons and Dragons, Wizards of the Coast, you know, orcs are not necessarily evil. Now, I think that every Dungeons and Dragons player at some point in history, in their gaming campaign memory, 
knows that every orc that they have come across isn't evil, but it's fair to generalize it as an evil race. Well, the modern spin is that the orcs represent black folks. And by saying that the orcs are evil, the black folks are evil. Now, that's, that's quite a leap. And I don't want to get into the politics of it. I just want to say that the influx of younger folks that don't have a dedication to the hobby, that are looking for a sounding board to get more hits on their Twitter and more views on their TikTok, are exploiting the stupid nerds that are are out there in the hobby. So these companies have caved to that thinking. And I guess everybody caves to that thinking nowadays. And three, by having a fan base that is a mile wide but only has an inch worth of depth, we're just going to see crap after crap after crap after crap continue to churn out instead of perfecting what they had. The other thing with gatekeeping is it preserves the integrity of a group. I am the first one to admit, when I lightened up on who I let into the group, there was more group conflict, there was less quality individuals, less dedicated players, and it generally sort of dragged down the experience for everyone that's in there. So I think it's important to vet people. You know, you showed up with that knife, remember? (laughs) But if I still did that vetting, which is a form of gatekeeping, if you want to take uh, the woke warriors at face value, and if I abandon that, I continue to bring in bad apples. So I've posited this question online. As I said, there are definitely two schools of thought. There is either the let them all in and you are a bigot, a misogynist, a homophobe, a racist, a backwards thinking old man if you don't agree. Or there's set your boundaries and stick to your boundaries. And unfortunately, sticking to your boundaries is being characterized as gatekeeping. Hmm. Well... If that's what it is, I'm a gatekeeper. I stick to my boundaries. Well, I think you're also looking for feedback online. And, I mean, when you do that, you're just going to be subject subject yourself to trolls and people trying to get a reaction. So I'm sure you probably, I, I, without even knowing or seeing, I'm sure that you responded to some of these things and then a confrontation probably ensued. And I think that's what they probably want. But... I I actually responded to very few of them. My question alone caused issues. Discussion. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, it is a sensitive topic. Now, I'd say I think that opening the game up to more people can be a good thing because, again, you talk about before where you had to hide it from other people, and I'd have different sects or different groups of friends. Like, I can hang out with this group. Okay, I'm not going to talk about D&D or I'll hang out with this group. I'm not going to talk about board games or I'm not going to talk about sports at this one. Where if 
more people were into it and give it an opportunity to play to see if they like it and everything else i think you know that's great get more people to play i have more people like right now we have a shortage of people that we're finding to play with maybe there wouldn't be a shortage if you know more people were you know open to it looking to do it and everything else so i think it could be a good thing but kind of like what you're saying is today's day and age Everyone loves to complain about something and, you know, yada, yada, that it'll eventually, if the game is going to change to try to make it everybody's cup of tea, it's going to dilute the game. It's going to, I think, screw up the game. If they, if the developers would keep the game at its core, what it is, everything else, and not succumb to, you know, the trolls out there who just want to cause issue and complain about everything. Why is this person not represented? Why is this nationality not represented? You said an orc is now a black person and all this other shit. I mean, yeah, that, that type of shit's probably going to happen and it's going to screw up the game. But to keep it so close to the chest that I'm not going to let anybody else play except the people who are exactly like me and everything else, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle. I think it needs to be open, but you just need to not can't those decisions be made at the table though i think they should um, be i think the whole point of getting together forget D and everything you're getting together with a group of people the point is that you were there because you want to have fun you want to enjoy the time that you're there whatever you're doing whether it's playing a board game whether it's playing D D, whatever it is watching the show whatever you want to have fun and enjoy the time with the people so if there's people in that group that you cannot have fun with for whatever reason then yeah obviously i don't want to hang out with that person again so i want yeah i want to tell a story but i'm not going to because um it was a longtime group member and his now former wife uh she passed uh over the last year and i do really respect this former group member but his former wife had a big philosophical issue and this was before you were offended by everything it was sort of on the precipice of that and they handled it the best way that i can think of after the game they stayed after she said hey i didn't appreciate x y and z i said i understand where you're coming from it's not a personal thing with you but x y and z are were in the session and there's no reason that I would limit them in future sessions. Now, I'm also not going to give you a heads up if they're there. So if you can't adapt, maybe we're not the table for you. What happened was eventually she ceased playing and he continued to play. I don't know that too many feelings were hurt. I did accidentally send a group email that I thought was just to her um, that the group gives me shit about to this day because they think that I was totally trolling her and I wasn't. Uh, I sent it accidentally to the group list instead of just to her, and that was my bad. But again, there was nothing that was said in that email that I wouldn't say to her in person. But that's a decision for the table. Um, I know that there's a lot of groups out there that say uh, no evil characters. That's a decision for the table to make, not for the will of the vocal minority to shatter sort of the establishment. And the establishment in this case is good. The reason D&D, the reason board games are so popular and accepted today, and 
this isn't to toot our own horn, but toot fucking toot. It's because we weathered that storm. We did have those core groups. Uh, my best friend in high school, I could not talk to him during school because it didn't mesh with the clicks that were there and the things that we enjoyed doing weren't the cool things to do. Am I a horrible, shitty person for doing that? Absolutely. And as I got older and realized that, um, you know, it, it's one of the things that sticks with me. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I spent so much time trying to impress people that were not really my friends. This individual is the only person from high school I still, I still have any contact with, by the way. And from eight to four... I couldn't say hello to him in the halls because of the clicks. And that's kind of why I, I say I, that's the part that I like is, you know, that it's a little bit more mainstream because I think when you say that you play a game like that, it's not the reaction that we got when we would say it. And like you said, you felt like you had to hide your, you know, hide your friendships with that person. And, you know, I had similar situations as well. We took those bullets to allow this to happen, we shouldn't allow the people that we took the bullets for to morph our hobby, and yes, I'm being possessive, our hobby, for what I believe is the worst. Well, this is what I say to that. Like, if they don't change the game itself, if they don't, you know, if, if and we know that'll happen, but if they did and they kept the game as it is, then I don't see any issue with those people playing the game with the people that they like to be around, which you would think would have similar, you know, I don't know, personalities maybe. You could have some differences, obviously, but a similar structure, a similar group of friends. And we, who have a different, you know, we could still have the game as well. I don't think it should only be restricted to us. If they want to play that game and they're going to have fun playing it together, then they should be able to play it. But I think it is up to the group to decide who you're playing with because, again, it's all about having fun. And as far as evil goes and all that stuff, I mean... I watched, you know, a bunch of stuff from like Matt Colville or whatever. I think it's the DM's decision, to be honest. I think like the DM's creating a campaign and they have a setting in their mind and what everything's going to be like. They can set, you know, if they wanted to, certain parameters are okay. Here's the types of characters that you should think about picking or the alignments because it's hard to have, you know, four good characters and then like one evil character in the party because you're probably not going to play to the you know appropriate alignment you'd probably want to rob from them steal from them and do everything else and that kind of makes too much conflict in a group or whatever so i yeah i do think that's up to the table and the game should not restrict it itself it should leave it open to play however you want to play and i think that's you know the essence of dnd right just here's some things right go at it and have fun play a fucking game that you guys want to play it's theater of the mind, right. and it shouldn't be limited. I agree. And I get it. Like, one of the hot topics online is, well, our group doesn't allow rape or sexual assault. Okay. Well, our group our does. group does. Okay, yeah. You know, if that's what you want to do, then that's what you want to do. That's fine. It, but that's a decision that needs to be made at the table. Right, not there in the books. Now, the books should... There is now a, a big push for the books to have kind of like an explainer page that say... We do not condone this, 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 and this. But honestly, who gives a fuck? It isn't like there's rules around killing and murder and rape if you have any campaign. It's stupid that they would have to put that in there. And it's almost, I understand where they're coming from. Because as a company, 
they're going to get so much shit from these other people who just want to cause shit. So if them putting some page in there that says we don't condone this gets them, you know, safer or whatever, you know, makes, okay, hey, it's they're, they're good company, still play the game, then all, so what? It doesn't change the game. If we, you wanted to make it so that we were out raping and pillaging, we would still do it. There's no rules against it, right? So I, that doesn't bother well, me I that much. I vote with my wallet too, though. Philosophically, if I see a company that does respond to this vocal minority, do I want to support that company then? Because then we're crossing out of game into into world, right? And for as much as people rattle their sabers about what they believe, my vote is always with my wallet because I think about hey, whether we like it or we don't, money makes the world go round. Unfortunately, my wallet is now less important than the loud voices. And this is where I get to to the gatekeeping where it may be at a peak right now, board gaming, tabletop gaming. But if it continues to make concessions, then you're going to lose your core. And no matter how many diapered millennials are screaming for equality, I don't know that those diapered millennials are actually going to support financially the goals of that company. And then we're going to see the great decline that we saw, which was in between the death of TSR and Hasbro buying the license. You remember those dark times. People are like, well, go to Target. Look at Target. Look at the board game aisle. There's 25 feet of shelf space. Yeah, well, we weathered the storm when there was four feet of shelf space and it was two feet of monopoly well that's what i was going to say any i mean it was always just those type i don't even know how you class what would you call those games like just mainstream monopoly versus you know playing a seventh continent i don't i just call right, it heavy right. versus it's, regular but i would call it um casual mainstream casual board games versus hobby games yeah yeah and it, it's it was always like that i remember when I went to a, like a Target or something, and it was like, oh, I saw a different, even if it was like Settlers of Catan, I was like, oh, you know, they're actually, you know, going a different route. So, yeah, it was a different world back then. I remember when I got Hero Quest. Did you own Hero Quest as a kid? Uh, I didn't. My my friend that I couldn't talk to in high school did, and we played through oh my God. many, many times. Yeah, what a game. Like, that was the first board game that came out. Like, that was the first one I was like, I love this type of stuff. That's when I knew, like, a D&D &D or something like that was for me, because I loved that game. Are you going to pick up the reboot of Hero Quest that's coming out later this year? I don't know. I'd like, I'd, it, it, I'll say this. If I end up having, let's say I go to North Carolina and I find people to play games with, then maybe. But if I don't have any luck finding people to play games with, because I'm not really an extrovert, I'd like to just stay in my house, I probably won't even go look for people, then probably not, because I won't play it. Even though... I might, I might just buy it just to have it, because that's that was the first game. Yeah. At this point, it's a nostalgia buy, right? Because is that a Kickstarter nostalgia were... or is that a retail nostalgia? Uh, I think it's going to do both a Kickstart and a retail release. Yeah, I'll probably. But do I don't, it. I don't remember. I'll probably do it for nostalgia or loan. But it it looked. I read something a couple weeks back that had some newer preview photos, and it looked spectacular. And it looks like a spectacular version of Hero Quest. Uh, 
I also remember the price point was north of two hundred dollars, if I'm thinking right, or maybe one eighty. Well, that's the other thing. Like back, you know, you didn't you didn't find board games that cost a hundred bucks back in the day. Now it's like every game that is these big box games are over a hundred bucks. I wonder though, how is it going to compare to Gloomhaven? I feel like Gloomhaven knocked that out of the park. Gloomhaven knocked it out of the park. Gloomhaven is the new bar that that any dungeon crawler has to has to overcome. Is it still number one on Board Game Geek? I'm just curious. I haven't looked at that in a long time. I wonder if I'm still banned on Board Game Geek. Let me see. <laughs> yeah, I think we're fine. Yeah, people. He doesn't he doesn't get into conflicts online. Banned on Board Game Geek, Facebook. I mean, hey, 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 hey! I haven't been in Facebook jail. Since I quit Facebook, how do I? I forget how do I, I like. I haven't been on these sites in a while. Gloomhaven is still number one. Still number one. And that doesn't surprise me. Pandemic Legacy Season One, number two, great game. Birmingham, number three. Terraforming I Mars. I have Birmingham, and it's in the uh, pile of shame. We should play it. I'll play Birmingham. I have Terraforming Mars for oh Twilight Imperium. Is that the game that we always refuse to play? That is the game that we always refuse. Number to play five. Because- 55 hours. Number five. Wow. Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion, the one that I convinced you to return, is number six. Uh, and and that's number six because... Those people that you're talking of about. Of the inch depth. Yes, the people that I'm talking about. I love board games. I could do this all day. <laughs> hey, we, we weren't talking about board games this episode. <laughs> I hear you. This is what I love. So, I guess... You're more in the middle. I'm. I'm in the middle. Yeah. I. I get where you're coming from. Because and I, I and this I'm is why being... I'll say this because playing, being able to play the game, versus not play the game because you can't find the right people, I prefer. Disagree. Okay. I've been in game nights where I couldn't wait for it to be fucking over because of the people that were okay fine but then you can go find another group like there'll be more you can like okay if that one didn't work out i'll go find another one that maybe will work versus oh shit i only have these few people and so and so's out of town for two weeks can't play you know or someone can't play because i gotta work overtime for six months can't play like And I, I don't. Well, yeah, I don't mean that as a slight, but I'm just, you know, it's just. No, you, I, when you have a limited player pool, it makes those things difficult because it is a game where you need to have. I think your ideal thing is five other players, right? So it's it's not easy. So oh, I don't know. I hear you. Hey, I want to send a shout out here to uh, at Salem for Venmoing us a beer this week. So thank you to him or her for buying us a beer. Uh, the beer that I got was a uh, Bell's Pale Hearted Ale. That I hope you uh, you thought of me when you drank that. I, I haven't drank it yet. I okay. got a six-pack, and it's sitting in the fridge. So you will have one whenever you are over next, and, and we, will, we will do that. Well, that's cool. Um, what was the person's name? Uh, it was at Salem. At Salem. So, Thank you very much. Much you. appreciated. Uh, definitely, every little bit shows us that you want to support the show, and a way that you can support the show is really easy. You go to nerdcognito.com, you click on support the show, and hey, on that page, it's holiday shopping season. 
our Amazon affiliate link is there. All you've got to do is click on our link and then go shop as you normally would. It doesn't cost you a penny more, but we do get a cut of anything that you buy so that we can reinvest in the show. And the number one thing that's on my radar right now is storage. We definitely have our our hosting bill coming due soon. So all of those little transactions for batteries or board games definitely make a big difference. So go to nerdcogdino.com, click on support the show, and use our Amazon link for all of your Amazon needs. Uh, bookmark it. Bookmark the support page. Use it every single time. It is a amazing and free way that you can support the show and help us do what we do. Well, Mike, enough alienating people. If, uh, if you enjoy wild and free tabletop gaming, do your thing, man. Enjoy wild and free tabletop gaming. I'm going to have a little bit of a, of a walk of pain to get to my table. And I think that that's what works best for us. And I guess, I guess we can kind of agree that our, our stance on the whole gatekeeping thing is do what works for your group. Yep, I agree with that. Well, let's take a look at the news this week. Hey, speaking of tabletop role-playing games, this is really cool. Um, I'm going to share this with you, Mike, so you can see it. Mm-hmm. I'm... I might get this, and I've been I've been intentionally avoiding Kickstarter. There's an upcoming role playing game that is called Hell Knight. Hell Knight is a tabletop role playing game set on an Earth that is being besieged by hell, and not only is it a horror RPG. But you create characters that are 80s hair metal band members that are attacking the demons of hell and pushing them back to save Earth. Sounds awful. This sounds amazing. <laughs> oh, look, a, a lot of people do not agree. Amazing. Usually when I find stuff on here at Kickstarter, and it's like they've oh we've raised millions of dollars. This one has raised eleven thousand dollars. What are they what's their goal? Oh, but they got they they already met their goal. They've met their goal. But their goal is only thirty. It's a very sm Yeah. I stumbled on it. I did not even know that it existed. I have not seen advertising for it. Yeah. So they have just Yeah. I'd stay away from this. The dude, four, he's created four. None of them have been backed. So this is his fifth project or for his fourth project. None of them have been backed. I mean, this one got backed. I guess he has enough money, but now he's actually got to produce something. He does have to produce something. The art looks really cool. Yeah. And come on, man. Don't you want to be a rock and roll superstar? I think it takes a lot more than $3,500 to create a tabletop game that has any depth to it. So I, I, I don't know what you're going to get from this. I think that he is selling his artwork and his creativity at a discount just to get published at this point. Yeah, but maybe. 
Maybe, but it's also, again, a tabletop RPG. You need a dedicated group that's going to want to do this. What's that other... Like, we played that action hero one with Doug. We played once. That he, twice. We, we played twice? All right. Twice. We played twice. We played twice. Yeah. We played twice. Uh, and that was a Kickstarter 20. RPG tabletop game. I don't know, man. I don't know how you compete with Dungeons & Dragons. 30 bucks for the hardcover book. $8 is what I see. Pledge 8 bucks. Eight bucks is for the PDF. I think that's the route you should go. I have a feeling a hardcover book is not going to come out. Oh, I know. I'm so on the fence. I, dude, I, so I wish, fence. and I understand it's like not easy. I wish these things would come out a lot quicker. Like I hate the fact that it's you don't see anything for like two years. That's my that's my pain with uh, Kickstarter. Now. Apparently, it's all done because they're estimating shipping in January. So literally, it just needs to print. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking of backing this book. All right, we'll do it. Twenty six bucks. I mean, shit, it's not that big of a deal. But would you say now you said that it's uh they already have a, a shipping estimated delivery January twenty twenty two. I mean, maybe. Maybe he does have it already written up. I have a feeling it's going to be more of a, than a, of a story than a tabletop RPG. Like, choose your own adventure. See, I, and I'm worried that I don't want that. That's what, I, how, how does he have... Well, who knows? Maybe he's been working on it for ages, but... Hell Knight yeah, yeah. is the name of it. And yet, yes, you can look at his other projects. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I want to look at. He's created Nora City and Warpland. He's on drive-through RPG, so he definitely has produced before. Here's what I'm gonna do because clearly he's distributing on drive-through RPG. I don't know what that means. I'm going is to that, is that a reputable uh, source? That's a reputable source. So once it launches, I'll buy it there for eight bucks. Problem solved. Anyway, yeah, because yeah, 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 but because yeah, because if you go back, there's another one called War Planned, a primeval science fantasy RPG inspired in heavy metal comics and psychedelia. So I feel like maybe he just re, like remarketed maybe something that he already had potentially. It's wow. It said he had 972 backers for this one. He may have pulled the plug on it. A lot of guys do that just to see. If they have support. Well, he did because his goal was only 1400 He raised $35,000. Hey, Gabe, send us a copy of your book. Yeah, we will that's right. thoroughly read it and review it. There you go, Gabe. What I will do is I will put a link to the Kickstarter in the show notes. Hopefully we can give him some, some Kickstarter traffic and maybe we can get a copy of the book. Next news. This one, not necessarily nerdy news. But something that came across my feed this week, and I pulled it for you because we talked about this last week a little bit. There are 10 new dating slang words that you need to know. Oh, like this will ever come in handy for me. But let's go through them. I'm curious. So have you already looked at this article? I have not read the list, no. Okay, so let's – I'm going to tell – I'm going to – say the slang word and you tell me what you think it means okay i won't i won't look at the screen soft launching losing your erection 
that's 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 actually sounds pretty good. Let's see. Uh, oh, you, they like have to put a whole paragraph in here. The term refers to the trend of posting subtle hints on social media that you're dating someone new. Hmm. So way off, but still, I like your your interpretation. All right, roaching. What does roaching mean? Means after you stick it to a hot babe and she turns on the lights, you get the hell out of the room. <laughs> so far off, but so good. It's if you're a person you're dating is hiding the fact that they're involved with multiple other people at the same time. I like my definition better. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. How about Faucying, as in Dr. Anthony Fauci. Faucying. Fauci. Fauci. Faucying. Um, <laughs> I don't. I. Oh, what would be Faucying? Fauciing. Um, that is how you say his name. Huh? Where the fuck's the H at? I. Uh, Fauci. I pass. It's political. Tell me what the what the real definition is. Fauciing is the act of turning down a date because someone isn't taking the pandemic seriously enough. I'm gonna Fauci you. So yeah, new dating slang words. I don't think this have anything to do with banging. Okay, zombieing. You know, you know what ghosting is. What is zombieing? I, I know what ghosting is. Zombieing is when you're just going through the motions. It's what we used to call better dealing when, until something better comes along. Zombieing is a ghoster who rises from the dead and contacts you like nothing ever happened. So someone who ghosted you all of a sudden reaches out to you, I guess. Okay, number five. Woke oh. fishing. Oh, that that's when you pretend you're one of the uh, woke warriors so that you can bang the chick with the purple streaks in her hair. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's like catfishing but woke fishing. Very good. Hey, I got one. One. Uh, yeah, that's great. All right, number six, benching. Benching. That's when you, uh... I'm going to just give you... What, what you said out. zombieing was. No, what you said zombieing is, is what benching is. Refers to the practice of keeping a potential romantic partner on hold in case others don't work out. You put them on the bench. Keep them warm. Number seven, orbiting. Orbiting is, um... God, I'm so terrible at this. What the hell am I going to do if, uh... You know, the wife's going away in January for a long weekend, which means you and I are going to go to the casino. I don't know, man. I have bad luck at casinos. I don't know if you want to go with me. But, um, yeah, you come down this way by me. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, huh. um, but uh, orbiting is when you, you you make yourself available, but you don't land. So, you're, you're again, it's like keeping an option open. No, not not even close. I, I mean, some of these things are fucking stupid. It's when someone breaks off all contact with a person they were dating in real life, but they continue to follow that person on social media and interacting with their posts and content. I don't know. Fucking stupid. Who comes out with this shit? I could never date. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Wait, hold on. We got, we got three more. We got to finish three this Three more. Out. Three more. Number eight, cuffing. Hey. 
<laughs> that's that's where I'm at. I mean, uh, at least they're fur lined so that you don't have marks on your wrist. Uh, cuffing. Uh, no clue. Give it to me. Uh, now you're you know you're being exclusive to someone. You're cu- handcuffing oneself to another. Like 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 an anchor Ball on a chain. chain. Yeah. Yeah. Pocketing. Number nine, pocketing. That's that's keeping someone someone in reserve for a friends with benefits situation. Separate or pocket from the rest of your life. Like not oh. introducing them to your friends, inviting them to events or making mention of them on social media. I've had lots of girls when I was dating in my post divorce tear that I pocketed. In your pocket? Yeah. My uh my girlfriend sometimes accuses me of pocketing her. Well, she's in another country. What do you want her to do? Right. No, all, all right, right, so 10, and the last one is called breadcrumbing. That's stupid. All right, that's leading someone on. Stupid. God, this this article had a lot of potential. And, and absolutely nothing. nothing. Yeah, garbage. Really, what's it come down to? Different ways to reel in pussy. It's Speaking of pussy... That. An air passenger refused to stop breastfeeding their cat on board. What? What? (laughs) An air passenger aboard a Delta Airlines flight was reportedly breastfeeding her cat and refused flight attendants' request to put the animal back in its carrier. Wait, what? People breastfeed their pets? How does that happen? Don't don't doesn't the woman have to have like be pregnant or just have a baby to be able to even produce milk? Once you're producing, as long as you're feeding, it doesn't stop. So she recently had a kid, and she chose to breastfeed her cat. That's that's, that's the weirdest fucking did. shit I've ever seen or ever heard of. So are you able to take your pet out of the carrier on a plane in any situation, normally? I think it's if it's a lap pet, you may, Right. I don't know. That was a question I had. That's a legitimate question I have. I'll have to look that up. But she took it out, whipped out a titty, and had her cat start feeding on a titty and just thought that everyone was going to be cool with that. What is wrong with uh, people? The pilot sent the following to air traffic control. Request red coat meat. Uh, Passenger in 13A is breastfeeding a cat and will not put the cat back in its carrier when flight attendant requested. So, there you go. What the fuck, man? So, what did they, did they, it doesn't say what they did? Um, that is it. According to an online source, the carrier was contacted and declined to comment. Oh, my God, that's something else, man. What we, so, let's, like, if you're in a plane, and you're sitting next to, let's say it's not an attractive female, because if it's an attractive one, you probably don't care. Let her breastfeed the cat. looks fine. You're not going to say anything. But if she's not attractive, she breastfeeds a cat, and she's like, do you say something? What do you do? Yeah. yeah. You what say, do you say? Uh, you say, uh, I'm allergic Excuse to me, cats. Miss. Excuse me, miss. Uh, uh, although I'm not allergic to, to titties, I am allergic <laughs> to cats. Can you please put that pussy away? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't believe it. I mean, a cat's tongue is like sandpaper, Rough. man. I won't even want that on my fucking nipple. 
Well, you know, maybe maybe she has less sensitive nipples. And... She likes the friction, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, that's weird. Oh, wait, hold on. Incident allegedly happened during a recent trip between Syracuse, New York, and Atlanta, Georgia, is what I'm seeing. Multiple uh, situations. No, no, no. You got it. You got it. It's, okay. It's an American breastfeeder. Wow. There you go. Wow. A lot of That's shit awesome. going down in the, a the ATL. That's where the wife's going in January. I wouldn't say a word. I would sit there and just stare at her. That with a smirk on my face. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, shit. Who? She made it awkward. I'm just participating in it. You should. You should pull out the cell phone. Start snapping pics. That's that's amazing. Back to the board game world. Mega Man Adventures, the board game. This this sounds like it's either going to be great or much like most video game board games, absolutely terrible. Uh, fight through a roster of fearsome robot masters in Mega Man Adventure, an upcoming board game based on Mega Man 1, 2, and 3 video games. It's a co-op game for 1 to 4, taking place in the futuristic world of Mega Man, where you're saving the world from the evil machinations of Dr. Wily. In the board game, players will need to make their way through various different stages, each themed around the robot master that lurks at the end. Throughout each stage, the players will have three action cards that they'll share amongst themselves, deciding how to pr approach the current level. Besides their action cards, players will have bonus abilities that they can use to help them avoid obstacles, traps, and enemies. So it sounds to me, just from that brief, brief synopsis, it sounds to me like it's going to play a little bit like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles co-op game, which is great. We don't play it enough. We need to pull that back out. I don't think you've ever played it. No, never have. Um, only instead of sharing dice, as you do in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you're sharing cards. Um, Mega Man Adventures is set to be released quarter two, 2022, and will retail at a price of... This is not through Kickstarter. This is coming straight to like, the this stores. This is a retail release, and I will tell you this. I will buy it. $59.99. Lower. We'll play clock on the price. $39.99. bucks. Yeah. At 40 bucks, what can go wrong? Well, if you said you like the, uh, the game that it reminds you of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, then why not? Yeah, I like the IP of Mega Man. I like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game that it reminded me of. I'm looking at the production art right now, and it looks good. I'm looking at the component quality. Eh. I think 40 bucks is the right price point. And last but not least, we wouldn't be nerds if we didn't like aliens. A 33-year-old Frenchman who transformed his body through body manipulation has now reportedly had two fingers removed from his left hand to form a claw. That's awesome. Despite the alterations, which includes getting his nose and upper lip cut off, his tongue split, his entire body, and including eyeballs tattooed, 
Tell me you have a pick of this. I do. He, yeah, share that with me. He got says, his whole his lip his whole lip off and his okay. nose off. Yeah. Yes, off. Holy shit. He says he's only 34% achieved his goal. Which is to look like an alien. Which is to look like an alien. Okay. You sent it to me? I I sent it. I sent the link to you. Oh, you did it. Oh, my God. Look at this dude. Hold up. They have the post-operative photo down below. That is one scary-looking motherfucker. From a very young age, I've been passionate about mutations and transformations of the human body. No fucking shit. But now, like, oh my god, like how, like what's his, I guess his job is being the alien on social media. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, it's the Black Alien Project is his Instagram. He, and um, he had I, his nose removed. Holy fuck, man. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Nobody's fucking with that dude. He did you know get his. Hurt? Oh my god, he got his fingers totally fucking amputated. What is wrong with this guy? Uh, fingers shit. aside, he tattooed his eyes completely black. That must have hurt like a fuck. Yeah, I've, I mean that's not a furt like the lizard guy. Like this guy is very comparable to the lizard guy. Holy shit! Like. I can't believe people agree to do that. I guess they probably enjoy it. They're like, hey, this guy's going to pay me to rip his fingers off. Okay. What the fuck? So there is the alien. Let's hope he doesn't have some children. Um, you know what? He's going to find somebody that is into this. She'll probably be some hot alien chick with a bunch of piercings. <laughs> oh, they'll make beautiful babies together. That's amazing that someone did this to themselves. It's it's something. He clearly has enough income that he was able to pay the doctors. Probably not in a major country, I would assume. They say he's French, right? Maybe they did this well, in France. He's French. I doubt this happened in France. Remember the 1989 Batman? The doctor that worked on the Joker? I'm thinking it's those types of doctors. Man, oh man. <laughs> one of the doctors said, you're 100% going to regret this one eventually. <laughs> uh, oh, my, oh my, oh my. But like we said, you know, he's going to get some, some, something. Uh, well, yeah, there's, with there's, social media, he can make money. I mean, in this day and age. There's something for everyone. And uh, they'll make beautiful babies. Hey, speaking of babies, let, let's move on to our final topic of the evening. And that's babies at the table. This sort of piggybacks, and I don't want to say piggybacks, it dovetails with our earlier discussion about gatekeeping. Children playing games. Now, I know a lot of people, and I can't even say necessarily younger people, because I was squarely, as I like to do, putting the the blame for the the pollution of the hobby on the shoulders of the millennials. This time, uh, I've seen folks our age, older, younger, 
it's it's a an interesting split. They're bringing their children to the gaming table. Now, I have always had a policy: no children at the gaming table, not even my own. You know, my daughter, even when she was older, she wanted to be there, and uh, it just it just did not make sense for me. But there is a much bigger movement of bringing your children into the gaming world and not only into the gaming world but into your gaming world and uh, we're not talking about family game night we're talking about that succubus is tying you down and taking it to that barbarian my 15 year old daughter doesn't need to be there i uh i say this i mean if you if someone wants to get into the game why not start them young so as long as they're if they're sitting there and not I'll tell you why. I don't game? have the patience to teach a child how to. Well, play I'm not saying to teach him. Yeah. So I like. All right. So when I when I lived in New York before I even played D and D, me and my buddy would hang out at a like a comic book shop, and the one dude who ran the shop he played. It wasn't D and don't even know what the game was. It, it was more of a maybe a space shooting type of RPG. I, I couldn't even tell you what it was. Riffs. Maybe. Maybe okay. right. So he, like he, he would play with a bunch of people. So we asked if we can go, and me and my buddy went. Now children, I mean, yeah, we were children because I was, I moved out of there when I was sixteen, so I was younger than that. And we just kind of chilled out while these guys played. Like they had a big dining room table. They would play the game. We hung out. We were drinking, smoking, whatever we were doing, just being a part of the group, but not disrupting the game. And I thought it was the coolest thing. That was probably my first introduction to actual role-playing game so i i think there's a, a time and place for it it's not it's like a little kid sitting on your lap and daddy what's this dice do and, and you know that type of shit i i wouldn't have patience for that but if someone wants is interested and you just kind of like okay just watch us play and you know that's it don't i think that's fine maybe i'm the old man yelling at the cloud here but i i'll be honest with you if someone wants to play with us and they are younger than 30. I really raise an eyebrow. And I don't think I would, in most circumstances, allow anyone in again that's less than 25. Well, it fits into your other point, I think. It's not really two different points. It's the same thing. It's just the person that you want at the gaming table to be kind of part of that group. And you say, you know, if you're young, you're probably... Not there, even though I guess it could be, but I don't know. I, don't I think, know. again, I, I remember that experience to this day, and I really was like, man, this is the coolest shit ever. I wish my friends would do this stuff, and, you know, they didn't. So from that point, I didn't play anything like that for years after. So it wasn't until, well, is that true? It, yeah, nah, I still lived in New York when I was playing D&D, but, I mean, that was the introduction to it, and I thought it was the coolest thing, and we didn't disrupt it. We kind of just hung out. But at least I don't think we disrupted it. I don't remember us disrupting it. So I thought but it was you a weren't good time. playing there. You weren't. What, we weren't. We weren't a part team. of the game. No, we were not part of the game. We were just kind of two observers. But it was laid back enough. Like I said, we we were able to hang out and we were bullshitting. Everyone was hanging and out, drinking, smoking. How many times smoking. did you observe? Just the just the one time I went there. One time. Uh, yeah. So maybe who knows? Maybe. After that, they were like, hey, man, don't bring those guys around again. Who knows? But 
I remember it being pretty cool. And I don't, again, I don't think anyone was looking at us like, hey, guys, can you shut the fuck up or, you know, whatever. It was because I still hung out with those guys afterward. Just right. Not and I don't, I don't think that we would be like, hey, guys, shut the fuck up if someone was observing. You know, we bought the, the new office, and one of the ideas we were kicking around with the unused floor was just to turn it into my gaming paradise. Well, that idea has, has, has passed just because we might have another use for it. But um, I think it's different in that environment because you said it was at a shop. So no 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 that's the where I knew the people the the gaming that we hung out was at one of the guys houses we ended up going oh. to the guys house he had a dining room you know just in like his living room right right but right I knew oh, the guy from the shop Well yeah. maybe you maybe you have enlightened me I uh I'm still not going to introduce the the kid to even if we're doing a board game night I'm not going to bring him in on it so yeah, but your kid's young too. I mean, it, there's a certain age where I think it makes sense. You had to get to an age where you have some understand. Like the whole point is to get him into the game. You want them to understand what the fucks, how to play, and so, I don't know. Uh, well, if the twenty year old were here, I don't know that I would welcome her. Well, in that situation, you're more because she's a girl, and you don't want to. If we're talking dirty shit, you don't want her to like hear it. But we've we've had women play with us. And to be honest, I don't think any of us are sitting there talking rape, dirty shit just for the fuck of it. That's not the way no. our game works at all. So yeah, so then and why? So it's then my why? understanding because... that apparently there are people that do. Sometimes you know our games are very realistic. If it can happen, it happens. But I don't think we focus on that by no, any means. not at all. None of us do. So I'm, so then, what's the reason? Is it because she's your daughter, or is it because she's a twenty year old? I don't know. And I think possibly it is because it is my daughter. I don't... Maybe I don't want my daughter to see that side of me. Maybe I'm still carrying some of that stigma from generations past. Maybe that's why I need to loosen the chains on the gates. If, if it was uh, your son, 20 years old, it would be I different? I still would not want him, no. Yeah, so it's not the sex thing. It's more of the age thing. Yeah, I, I think it's it's more of the age thing, and I don't know. I've never seen myself as a buddy as much as I've seen myself as a parent, especially when it comes to my children. And maybe, again, that's being, you know, in higher education. But um, I could see that. I mean, it's similar to, you know, work, right? Like the people that work for you, you know, once you start treating them as friends, then... You know, they, then it's all they, over. They can get away with stuff, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. I see that. But, okay, so then that's not necessarily age. It's more it's your offspring. So if it's not May your kid and it's a 20-year-old, would it be different? Well, let's back it up because we're talking people 10, you know. No. Yeah, it's, there's a certain age. I think it's too young. I don't know what that age is. I don't have kids, but there's a certain age that they're not – like retaining any information that's useful and they're likely being disruptive. All they're not ten year olds have ADHD. They're, they're not they're not capable of 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 I guess playing on the same level. You know, yeah. with with the girl, the twenty year old, when she was a little bit younger and she wanted to play, uh, there was a gaming store that opened up in in with 
in a reasonable distance that that I encouraged her to go to, and she did, and and she played there, and uh, she liked it. Just, and she liked it. It's just not at my table. So yeah. I think you might have hit the nail on the head. It might be specific with my children that I don't want to play with my kids at, yeah. in that setting. But I think that um, it, with children in general, um, like I said, my cutoff is I I want people to be intellectually and generation, generationally at least capable of understanding the dynamic you know we had um what's his her nuts the 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 tranny that that played with us that was significantly younger yeah i don't know the name but we were able to to have you know reasonable conversation and had i hate that you call him a tranny and maybe that's the proper term but anytime i hear the word tranny i picture a dude dressing up as a woman well like, tranny's not trying the to proper look... term Tranny's okay. apparently an illegal term again, even though it's accurate. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But um, transsexual. Transsexual. Different than transvestite. Got it. <laughs> uh, I just uh, I just had Tim Curry say transsexual in my brain. Um, gosh, I can't remember their name now. I, I remember know. that they fancied themselves they. a juggalo. Uh, but... Even though there was that great divide, both age-wise, lifestyle-wise, there was still the capability, intellectually, of understanding where the other is coming from. And, and I just don't see that happening, even with a 15-year-old, even with a 10-year-old. Yeah, no kids at my table. Yeah. You can have them at yours. No, I think it's a fair point. I mean, Like I said, I think it's a certain age. But I, I say it's a certain age. Like now, I say, yeah, fifteen's too young. But I know that what, the story I was just telling you. I had to be fourteen. That's bad. I was fourteen, and like I said, I was drinking and smoking. I was smoke. Yeah, yeah. I was. I started at an early age. Mm. My first cigarette was a Newport, and I think I was. Yeah, I went menthols first too. They were the easiest ones to steal. I wanted to say fourteen as well. It was at a bar. In downtown Coriopolis, for this girl, oh, man, I wanted in her pants so bad. Her name was Gwen, and uh, it was her birthday party, and she was smoking Newports like a champ. So of course, well, I'm gonna have a Newport, you know. Uh, well, never... me and my buddy used to steal cigarettes from the the fucking corner stores. They wouldn't have them behind the thing. They would have them like, I don't know, right in the front there. And they always yeah, had like the registers, camel, no filters and all this shit. And we would steal those and smoke those. No filters. I was like our first cigarettes. Oh man. So bad. I remember I used to get lightheaded and not be able to walk straight. I remember I uh, came home and I was very careful to, 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 you know, brush my teeth and do this and do that. And, not get found out. My parents were actually cool with it, but my mother just and I'll give I'll give I'll give the old biddy some credit here. She was she was hip to it. She said, uh oh, Ryan, uh, let me smell your fingers. <clears throat> and uh that was the giveaway, man. Oh, you were at the bar for that party and you were smoking cigarettes. Yeah, there's and, no getting uh, that smell off your fingers. No, no, but you know what? The, 
they also took it in stride, and that's what kids got to do. And I don't particularly remember enjoying that Newport. Um, and it was a couple years. I guess I really started smoking about 16 in high school. And uh, I, I remember to this day, Marlboros were $1.69 a pack at Kmart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anything else on your nerd radar this week, Mike? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a busy work week. I'm hoping I could get some gaming in this week, but it's, yeah, it's hey, month we're, end. We're on for Friday. I guess we're gonna yeah yeah yeah. I'll be take a Friday. look at Brass Birmingham this week. I'm down for that. Wait, you never yeah. played it, or you have? No, 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 no. Never played it. I I wanted to. It's a toss-up. You said brass, and we probably should. But oh, it's that older. is two different games, right? Yeah, it is two different games. Brass yeah, and Birmingham, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, Brass Birmingham is the game. Oh. There's also Brass something else. Okay. My tongue escapes me right now. I've seen they're, it they're, on he- heavy cardboard. Yeah, they're fundamentally the same game. Um, and I also have Barrage that I want to get to. So next week we'll take a look at probably Brass or Barrage, unless something else pops up or arrives. I think it's we'll heavy. Uh, Birmingham, isn't it? Like a both, pretty complicated game. Both are game? reasonably heavy. Both yeah. are pretty heavy games. But we'll uh, we'll dig into those. Uh, we'll see what the week brings as well. Uh, well, then, I think that that's about it for us tonight. Uh, before we go, we want to remind you: go to www.nerdcognito.com and uh, check out the site. And please. Give a consideration to supporting the show. Uh, you can send us a beer, like our dear friend did this week. You can purchase one of our Audible gift subscriptions for that special someone this holiday. We get a cut of that. And, of course, if you're doing any shopping on Amazon, click through with our link. It is the holiday season, so we're going to remind you. We get a slice of anything that you buy on Amazon, and that one doesn't cost you a penny. So it's the stuff that you were going to buy already, and you get to support the show. Also, if you want to sponsor us or bitch at us, you can feel free to email us at nerdcognitopodcast at gmail.com. We've already talked about the hotline earlier today, but you can always hit us up on the hotline, 323-694-4242. Shoot us a text message, leave us a voicemail, all of that good stuff. All right, my friend. Yeah, I think that that's about it. Uh, I'm Brian David, speaking on behalf of Just Mike. We will talk to you next week, my friends.